The Hoosiers have made another offer to a high school recruit. This one with a pretty famous father with some pretty strong connections to Mike Woodson. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast. We are part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. We're free and available anywhere you guys get your podcasts, including over on YouTube. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm your host, Jacob Rude. One more big shout out for those that have missed it the last couple of days about our new partnership with Sirius XM. You can now listen to Locked On Podcasts with the Sirius XM app. It also means that during the season, you can check out IU games, whether football games, basketball games, over at SiriusXM or the SXM app, just search Hoosiers. Indiana's been busy for as much as they haven't gotten commitments. They sure have given out a lot of offers over the April into May evaluation period. The latest one is a very popular name, very prominent name. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Keon Anthony. Received an offer from the Hoosiers on uh, Monday evening. He is the son of Carmelo Anthony. We're going to talk about that is very relevant. Not just in the terms of, oh, it's an NBA player's son. There's a connection there. and We'll talk about that in a second. About Keon, though, he is a 2025 uh, prospect. 247 Sports has him ranked. 62nd nationally, 14th among shooting guards. Uh, he's listed at 6'4", 165 pounds. What's important to know first is he is a a good player. And he has earned that um, ranking on merit. Having said that, Carmelo and Mike Woodson have a very strong relationship. And I would say even different than we talked about Dominique Wilkins recently and that relationship playing into them offering Jacob Wilkins. This is even different than that. Mike Woodson coached Carmelo in New York. Basically during the the prime of Carmelo's career, he was being coached by Mike Woodson and those two formed a strong bond on, on the one side, Mello basically kept Mike Woodson from being fired. Uh, there's a lot of scrutiny that comes with that job. And Mike Woodson was struggling in, um, in New York and Carmelo was the star of the team at the time. And basically you, you guys know how that works. If, if Mello had said, I'm, Nope, we're done. He's lost the team. He's gone. He didn't say that. Uh, he stuck around. And it should be noted that Mike Woodson went 72-34 and 34 in his first two seasons, uh, in, or season and a half in charge, but then struggled in his final season. Uh, Mello kept him around, didn't turn on him. And that that's one way that, that 
uh, signifies their bond. But this past November, Mike Woodson was on a, a serious XM radio show, ironically enough, and said, quote, if I was still coaching in the league, uh, Mello would be on my team. That's just how much respect I have, uh, respect and love I have for Carmelo Anthony and the body of work that he's put into that league. I don't think he his style is in question. Somebody might give him the shot to come back. Melo didn't sign with the team this year. His career is probably done. I don't, I don't know that he's officially retired yet, but um, that was Mike Woodson talking about how much belief he still has in him. So these two have a connection. They have a bond. They, have, they spoke, obviously, about this recruitment, and it leads to Keon getting an offer from Indiana. Uh, he's gotten a couple of offers, not shockingly, Syracuse has offered him as well. Uh, both the both IU and Syracuse, the connections are obvious. Syracuse is where Mello went to school, where he won a title. IU with Mike Woodson. Uh, I thought I figured it was a matter of when, not if, he would get a scholarship offer. Not a lot of high major schools outside of that, though. Tennessee has offered him, but Seton Hall, Providence, Memphis, UMass. Uh, George Mason, Bryant. So he doesn't have a ton of offers yet. We know how important it is to make relationships early. And no matter how much Mike Woodson and Carmelo might have a connection, it's got to be Mike Woodson, the coaching staff, and Keon that have that connection. So we'll see if they can develop that connection and if the Hoosiers can make good on the relationship that Mike Woodson and Carmelo have. But uh, an interesting prospect that the Hoosiers offered. Again, it was kind of a matter of when, not if. And look, at the end of the day, he's a top 100 prospect, a shooting guard, talented player that the Hoosiers would love to have. Uh, it just so happens he also uh, is, has, his father has very strong connections with the program, I would say. So certainly keep your eye out on that one. And. I would not be surprised if Keon takes a visit, meets with Mike Woodson, things like that. Mello might presumably would be on those visits. I I don't know how that would work. I, if you guys, I mean, Bronny was going on visits, but it wasn't LeBron going with him for those visits, and he wasn't going to many. He committed to USC over the weekend, so uh, Mello isn't in the league anymore like Braun is, so I, I would imagine that he's able to go on these visits. It's an interesting situation, but an intriguing one, something we will certainly monitor. But as I kind of said, I use offering a lot of players, mainly recruits, high school recruits, 2024, 2025. Not a lot of instant impact guys, not a lot of transfer targets, not a lot of anything like that. In quite a while now, which begs the question, when do we start worrying? When do we start panicking about any of this? We'll have that discussion here in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about FanDuel. Uh, make a fast break to FanDuel during the playoffs because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win no catch none of that it's just if first bet don't win you get some some chances to make up 
the playoffs have been exciting, been super fun. You guys can head on over there, uh, continue betting on the absurd Suns and Nuggets series where Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Nikola Jokic are all playing incredible. Uh, the Suns owner is flopping in the stands. It's been a, a dramatic series, a storyline series, if nothing else. So you guys can go bet on those games and see if those guys all the all three of those players can continue playing at a high level. There's no better place to bet on all that playoff action as well than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Every dayers. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk more season recaps for those that missed it on Monday's show. We talked to Race Thompson, Miller Cop, their seasons, their legacies at IU, the holes that they leave. We'll probably start moving to players that will be back, which will change some of the discussion and look more at what they need to improve on and what type of role they could have next season. So we'll start doing that throughout this week as well. We know a lot of the guys, uh, I mean, we know everybody who's coming back, but it's not a complete roster. It's a little worrisome. It is currently May 8th as I'm recording this, and IU still has a number of open scholarship spots. Is it time to panic? Um, It's a subjective question, certainly. Panicking for you might come sooner than panicking for me. I'm a pretty laid-back person. Typically, I'm not worried. This roster certainly isn't ready. It isn't right. It needs balancing, but I'm not worried yet. That being said, we're getting there. One of the first things I did, this was going to be the main topic of today's show, and then um, the news about Keon Anthony came out. So one of the first things I did is looked at late commitments that Indiana's received the last couple seasons. Last year, Malik Renew, that uh, recruitment opens up. They bring him on campus. They get him to commit. When did that happen? Because that certainly felt late. That was April 18th, a good three weeks ago for, for relative to this year. Similarly, Tamar Bates was also a late recruitment, someone that came to... Uh, his recruitment came open late. The Hoosiers jumped on it. That was April 14th, even earlier than that. So even by standards or of late recruitments, which the Hoosiers have had the last couple years, we're getting deep into this one. There's what I would say right now in regards to the question about panicking is there's still plenty of players in the transfer portal. There's a lot of guys who are taking it slow, seeing out their options, and going through this process thoroughly. There's a number of guys, and I think this is certainly relevant to Indiana. There are a number of guys who are in who have entered the transfer portal and entered the NBA draft, uh, but intend on coming back, but may not intend on going to going back to the school they were from. So 
theoretically, just so you get a better example, Jalen Hood Shafino could say, like, I think he might have hired an agent, but he could say, actually, I want to play school for another year. And if he entered his name in the transfer portal and in the NBA draft, he could take that year somewhere else. And those are the types of players the Hoosiers still could take a look at. Uh, so To clarify something I said a while back, May 11th is the deadline to enter the uh, transfer portal. That is not the deadline to commit to a team. You have uh, quite a bit more time. So the, the May 11th date is important, and that is Thursday, I believe. But there is still some time after that. It is Thursday. There's still plenty of time after that to make the decision. So this isn't entirely as rushed as I both thought and kind of portrayed. The decisions are going to come, though. Even if it's not time to panic, there should be a sense of urgency. There are a lot of players in the portal, but the options are dwindling. And they're dwindling Maybe not rapidly anymore, but they all kind of dried up real quick. There was a lot of people Indiana was uh, reaching out to, trying to get on campus, had on campus, that all just kind of committed in a couple-day span. It left Indiana having to kind of hit the reset button and, and come at this again. There can be lots of names in the portal as well, but how many of those are at the quality and the level that IU wants to play at? How many of those are are power five good? How many of those could start? IU basically, IU needs a starter at small forward. How many guys in the portal could start? There, There are some, but a lot of teams are looking for that. So I think you can avoid panicking while also recognizing the situation is a couple steps away from being in being really bad. It's kind of a, a fine rope IU is walking on, or maybe some really thin ice the Hoosiers are walking on. And we don't know if that ice is going to break or if Indiana is going to get to the shore right now. But it is some thin ice that they're on right now trying to figure this out. There are, there are options still available. There's been zero updates on them. Jordan Dingle has been a name out there for a while since last week. Zero update there. Ray J. Dennis has been a name out there for a while. Think longer than Dingle. Nothing out there. He's setting up visits, but we don't even know. And then not even just um, the transfers. Mackenzie Mbako is still out there as the high school player that the Hoosiers, if they want to make a habit of this, they could land late. We're going to talk about Mbako. He had his visit at uh, Indiana this weekend. We're going to talk about him, how that went and whatnot in a second. But what I would say is those three options are out there. That seems to be the focus for Indiana right now. Now, if they don't get any of those three options, that's when it might be time to panic because IU doesn't really feel like they have a lot of other feelers out there. And those are three pretty noteworthy options available. So if we get to a point at the end of this week, beginning of next week, where Dingle's committed somewhere, Dennis and Baco is all are all committed elsewhere. Maybe then we hit the panic button. So it could be soon. We're not gonna know right now. Let's talk about Mbako is 
visit to Bloomington. What's next up for him? Plus uh, a schedule update for the men's basketball team as well. We'll do all that here in a moment. So Mbaka was on campus in Bloomington. Again, I waited. There was nothing that came out about this visit at all. Point blank period. Uh, There was just a little bit over at uh, Peaks. And so even that was a lot of the same. Oh, things went really well. We really liked the visit. There wasn't really any other indication other than that. And if the visit didn't go well, they're probably not going to be telling people if it went adequately or better. They're just going to tell everyone it went really well. So uh, there isn't anything to take away from that. What we know is that he is going to visit Louisville. It's going to be this upcoming weekend. It sounded like there was some questions about whether he would even visit Louisville. And having said that, the same reports from Peaks now suggest Louisville might be the front runner. I'm not putting a ton into that. Not that I don't trust the people over there. They're fantastic. It's just these things change so quickly. And I don't know how you go from maybe not visiting to the visiting them to them being a front runner. Um, this feels like it all is a bit of a guessing game right now. So. What we know is that he visited IU. He will be visiting Louisville. Outside of that, it's a lot of guessing. Some people think Seton Hall is a favorite because of location. Kansas has the most talented team. IU can probably offer the combination of a competitive team and a starting spot. Um, A starting spot where he's going to be heavily featured. And then I honestly am not sure what Louisville offers. Cart. Blanche, like just you can do whatever you want basically outside of that i'm not really sure nil money i I don't know on that regard but uh it doesn't sound like this is going to be a drawn out process so once he gets through the weekend having visited louisville sounds like we'll get a an answer pretty soon after that so it early next week we might know more about mbako whether he's going to be a future hoosier what's going to happen there Schedule update, we mentioned IU is going to play Harvard uh, last week. That game is going to be on November 26th. It is going to take place at Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. It replaces the game against Miami that the Hoosiers played at Gamebridge last year. I enjoy making at least one trip a year to the uh, to Indianapolis to play. It The fans swarm in. Um, it it's still a home court advantage kind of gets IU used to playing in some of those tournament games, just the, the backdrop, the, the atmosphere, stuff like that. So I enjoy that. I use also going to play Wright state, uh, according to Peegs on November 16th. So another non-conference game we know of another one. That's just kind of a local Midwest team. I don't know if there's connections to IU there, but, uh, that is another uh, game to the schedule. Grace Berger made her, made her um, debut, her preseason debut on Sunday. Scored four points on two of four shooting. One other note on the women's basketball coaching staff. Glenn Box was the associate head coach last year. 
was named the head coach at Miami of Ohio on Monday. Saw a number of the players tweeting about how excited they were for him. Uh, that's a it's a big loss for the Hoosiers, but uh, this is. I mean, you support coaches who are going out and getting jobs like this. Uh, he was the one that led the kind of the recruiting charge behind Sarah Scalia. Uh, he ends up, this job opened up kind of late. Um, and he's the one, He, if you looked at some lists of potential candidates, I remember looking back when Minnesota and Michigan State were looking to hire and his name came up. It felt like a matter of, again, when, not if. Uh, so he gets that job. And like I said, a number of the players were tweeting Sydney Parrish, the best coach. So, so happy for you. Miami is beyond lucky to have one of the best basketball minds I've ever been around. Congrats. Uh, fellow coach, uh, Rhett Wiersba, really happy for Glenn Box, but I'll miss working with him every day. Mackenzie Holmes tweeted, truly so deserving. Thank you for all that you've taught me. Uh, Tyra Buss said, so happy for you. Chloe Moore McNeil, I believe, posted on Instagram or maybe been on Twitter. I saw her uh, excited for it as well. Uh, a beloved member of the team moving on. So there will be an opening there. We'll see how the Hoosiers fill it. But uh, he takes that job over at Miami. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Uh, as I mentioned, every dayers. We'll be back tomorrow uh, to talk. If there is recruiting news, we'll give it to you. Dingle and Dennis both presumably at some point are going to go on visits, we think. So that news will be coming at some point. I don't imagine there'll be any Mbako news. So if there's any transfer news, we'll let you know. Otherwise, we're going to continue those season recaps. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. If you have not already, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. All of that terrific stuff. As always, guys, I hope you have a terrific Tuesday. And most importantly, LEO.